The following podcast is a glimpse into the life of First United Methodist Church in Beaumont, Texas. We pray it is a blessing as you seek to love your city with the heart of Christ. I just want to ask this morning quite plainly, who has felt restless lately? Just, just think about that. I mean, that's a reality that we live with. And I think, I think it's safe to say that there's, there's nothing that can make us feel restless, quite like the feeling of something being missing. I mean, there are many things, of course, that can make us feel restless, but one that I think that we all share in common is, is finding out that something is missing. That's also a common occurrence in my life right now. I mean, I'll, I'll be holding a now one-month-old with very little sleep, spend 20 minutes looking for my glasses and to read, only to find out they were in my pocket the whole time. It is a very unsettling feeling for those 20 minutes. And then the embarrassment that comes afterwards, is like, they were in my pocket. It's, it's a common thing that we experience. I think that is why Jesus would tell the story of the woman who lost the coin and literally flipped over the whole house to find that one coin and made such a big deal after she found the coin. Being restless until we find what we're missing. In our text in Hebrews today, the preacher describes the way Christ comes to set us free from sin by offering the once and for all kind of sacrifice. Not the we need to do this again kind of sacrifice. The once and for all sacrifice. And he says that Christ has now perfected those who he sanctified. Now I want to clarify something for us this morning because often when we hear the word perfected, in terms of our culture, in terms of the way that we normally use the word, we think of quality. That is a perfect cake. That means the cake is beautiful. It's got everything it could possibly need. I mean, you, you need to change nothing about this cake. It's a quality description. But the word in the Greek, it's ac- actually the word tetelokin. I don't know if I butchered that, but that's, that's my best way of saying that. And, and the more appropriate translation of this word is to add what was lacking in order for that thing to be rendered complete. So it is referring more to a state, not to a quality. What was missing is now no longer missing. It's been, it has been perfected in the way in which Hebrews uses the term right now. So, one way we can look at that is if you find yourself at my home at some point, and I, and I hope that you do, and we sit down and we get out the fancy china, and we're going to have tacos on the fancy china like I like to do. I've only done it once, but I really enjoyed it. And we sit down and we have all the ingredients to these tacos. They are amazing. I mean, the tortillas are there. The meat is there. The cheese is there. 
and we realize the sauce is missing. That meal is not perfect, my friends. And so before anybody takes a bite, Pastor Silverio is going to apologize profusely for this meal not being perfected. Get up, go to the kitchen, open the refrigerator, get some tomatillos, some onions, some cilantro. He's going to get the skillet and preheat the skillet, put a little olive oil on it, dice that onion, you want to dice it up real good and put it on some, with some olive oil in the skillet. While that is being sautéed to perfection, we are going to put the rest of the ingredients with some jalapeno, a little bit of water, into a blender. You want to blend it up real good, and then you want to strain that liquid into the skillet and heat it up just enough. Don't forget the salt, by the way. Everybody, this is, this is important. Don't forget the salt. You stir it up. You let it boil just a little bit. You don't want to overdo it. And then you put it on a nice little bowl or what have you. Uh, you could always use, like, like uh, we call them in Spanish, morcajetes. I forget what the term is in English, but it's like this stone thing. You see them at all the Mexican restaurants. I mean, they used to make salsa that way. You know, more, more these days, it's like for presentation. You, know? it's, you can do this a lot easier without it. But you put it, you put it at the center. You let everyone put that on their tacos. Those tacos have now been perfected, my friends. They lack nothing. You're welcome, by the way. It's not the quality we're talking about. It's the state. And Hebrews tells us, you who have been sanctified by this sacrifice of Christ, have been perfected. You lack nothing. You lack nothing. You are not missing anything. You can rest in that knowledge. You can rest in that truth. But unless we hold that truth, and unless we live out that truth, and unless we remind ourselves over and over of this truth, we're going to find ourselves restless. I think perhaps that is what St. Augustine of Hippo in the 4th or 5th century was thinking about when he wrote the famous words in his autobiography, You have made us for Yourself, O Lord. And our heart is restless until it rests in You. We rest in Jesus who has washed us clean and added to our hearts and minds, according to Hebrews, the law of God. Now this is another point we need to clarify a little bit, because oftentimes we hear law and we think rules. Law is rules, and that is as, as far as we get in our consideration of the law of God. But if we take the law of God and the purpose of which God is giving us the law of God, we see in it the very person of God. We find in the law the very presence of God. We find in the law the wholeness of God. That is the purpose of the law from the beginning, was to show a people that had no 
way of being able to wrap their minds around who God is. This was the way. And now that law is Jesus. Everything about the law we find in Jesus. If there is any confusion about what the law says, we look to Jesus. And Hebrews says, it's placed it on our hearts and written it on our minds. What does that mean? I want to suggest it means more than just a symbolic, symbolic thing. The way that we use hearts for Valentine's and that kind of thing. It means more than just an allegiance to it. The way we say the pledge, the way that we sing anthems, it means much more than that. In fact, I think it means a little about a little like what Jack Levinson, a professor at Perkins in Dallas, an Old Testament theologian, says. He's talking about the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, and he, and he says, every misdirected impulse tamed is evidence of God's Spirit breath in us. So every time we, we sense any form of mischief or anything evil, whether it's in word or deed, and we find ourselves catching ourselves and say, well, we know better than that. Jack says that's evidence of the Holy Spirit's living, of the presence of God breathing in us. So I think that having the law of God literally written on our hearts and our minds, that's what that looks like. Our heart literally determines whether or not we get an extra heartbeat. Our minds make all of the decisions that we make, the ones that we don't even notice we're making, like whether we're going to stand or whether we're going to sit, whether we're going to put a lot of salsa on our tacos or just sprinkle a little bit just in case it's really hot. We make those decisions. And in that place that determines Everything about us, that's where the presence of God, that's where the presence, the, the personhood of God resides. And so we lack nothing. That's why we say we have everything in Jesus. It doesn't mean all our problems are resolved. It doesn't mean we're happy all the time. It doesn't mean... Any of that, it means that we lack nothing. We lack nothing in order to experience the totality of the grace of God. We lack nothing in order to experience the fullness of God's presence. Because Jesus has already made a way for that. You lack nothing this morning, and I want to remind you and repeat that as often as I need to. And you are nowhere that the grace of Christ cannot hold you together in. 
It follows you everywhere. Having the law of God written on your heart and on your mind means that every decision, every movement that you make of every, every second of every single day brushes up against the presence of God. The only thing left is whether we decide to acknowledge it. The only thing left is whether we decide to invite that presence of God to order our steps. The only thing left to take again the words of Jack Levinson is whether we decide to redirect any misguided thought or deed. To say yes to the prompting of the Holy Spirit either to take action or to refrain from taking action. We lack nothing in Christ. Christ is that near to us. This week, I got a a song stuck in my head the way songs do, and it's always the most random ones that you haven't heard like in 10 years. And you keep singing it, sing it over and over and over and over until you're like, what What in the world? And it was a song I heard about 10 years ago. I was living in Kentucky, and we went to hear a guy by the name of Jason Upton sing. And he, and he taught us this song he had just written. It was a different kind of song, And I was glad that he explained that he wrote it after listening to his young child talk and pray and say the kind of things that little kids tend to say. And now having a four-year-old of my own, I especially was imagining that I could totally hear my son saying that. And I bet some of you uh, could totally hear your kids when they were young saying something like this. And it's, it's actually a form of a prayer. It says this. Hey Jesus, are you still on the cross? Or are you feeling better? Hey Jesus, when I wave at you, do you wave back too? Hey Jesus, when I'm feeling sad, do you feel sad too? Won't you come down, 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 down to the ground, to the next to me place, with a smile on my face, and a song in my ear. So I want to ask a question that I started with this morning. How many feel restless this morning? Something's missing. Maybe you know what it is, or maybe you don't. Maybe it's a a situation that you're living that you don't have the answers to. 
or simply you don't have any control over. And so you're restless. Maybe as we get ready to feast this week, the way we always do every year, you're all the more aware of who won't be there. And you're sad. The way we get sad when we realize those things. Maybe you'd like to pray the prayer that Chow prayed once. In fact, I invite you to do that. And say, Jesus, won't you come down, 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 down to the ground, to the next to me place, that I could have a smile on my face and your song in my ear. Because I want to tell you something, my friend. Jesus will come. Jesus comes. Jesus always comes. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information, please visit our website at www.lovebeaumont.com.